Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of Love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, these past several weeks we've been reading from Paul's letter to the Romans. It's been our second reading for the past couple of months. Paul's letter to the Romans is, by common consensus, the greatest of his letters, the one that has the richest theological content. It's a good thing to wrestle with. If you have a chance, with a good commentary, sit down and read your way through Paul to the Romans. I want to pause, though, today and concentrate on this passage from Romans, which is particularly rich. It comes from the 8th chapter. Various theologians up and down the centuries have said, this passage summarizes the Christian message. You want to know what we're about? Read this. Here's Paul now speaking to the Romans. What will separate us from the love of Christ? Anguish or distress, persecution or famine, nakedness or peril or the sword? No. In all these things, we conquer overwhelmingly through him who loved us. Something happened to this man. Something absolutely extraordinary happened to this man. Listen now to what he lists. Everything which terrifies us. Anguish. Think of our own time. It's been called the age of anxiety. Distress. Interior struggles. Persecution or famine. These terrible external things that oppress us. Nakedness or peril or the sword. He's talking about warfare. He's talking about all the worst things in human life. Is he afraid of them? Not anymore. He used to be, like all of us, but not anymore. What happened? He met Jesus Christ. He met Jesus Christ risen from the dead. And in that moment, on the road to Damascus, Saul of Tarsus became Paul, and his whole life was turned upside down. And what he bequeathed to us was the fruit of this conversion, this transformation. I'm no longer afraid. In fact, we conquer overwhelmingly. We conquer all these things through the power of Jesus Christ. If we're loved by God in Christ, no need to be afraid of anything in the world, even the worst things. Then now listen as he goes on. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. I'm not afraid of anything in the world, and nothing in the world, good or bad, high or low, nothing can separate me from God's love revealed in Christ Jesus. Wow, is the whole gospel. Gospel, Godspell, good news. Euangelion, Paul would have called it. Good news. I've got good tidings for you. And it's that God in Christ loved us 
unto death and beyond. And therefore, I don't have to be afraid. And therefore, nothing in the world can separate me from him. Can I suggest now, it's a very good spiritual exercise to walk through this list of St. Paul. To see precisely what he means. These things that can threaten to separate us from God's love. And to see how Christ conquers them. How Christ overwhelms them. Listen. I'm convinced that neither death nor life can separate me from God. Death. What frightens us the most, what broods over us like a dark cloud, our own death, the fear of it, as I've said many times, it can cramp us spiritually, it can turn us in on ourselves, make us hateful, make us vengeful. But in Christ, God has loved us to death and through death. And he's revealed in the resurrection that his love is more powerful than death. Therefore, death doesn't separate me from God's love. I don't have to be controlled by it. But Paul doesn't just say death. Neither death nor life. Huh. Can life separate me from God's love? Sure. Sure. When you are alive, you're in the full flush of human life. All's going well. All your powers are being exercised. That can separate you from God's love. That can turn you from God. You can become so preoccupied with your own success, with the beauty of your own life, that you realize, I don't need God. Has the resurrection of Jesus revealed that there is a love and a power that transcends anything in this life, is greater than anything in this life? Yes. That's why Paul can say, neither death nor life, neither the depth nor the height can separate me from God's love. He goes on. Nor angels nor principalities. Hmm, what's he talking about? These are pretty positive things, huh? Angels, principalities. Often in Paul's letters, this language of the powers, this language of the cosmic forces is expressed. What are these great principles, these high and mighty and beautiful and powerful principles that can separate us from God's love? Here's what Paul Tillich said. We know what these are even today. Love is one of them. Human love, I mean. Romantic love, our connection to each other. Is it wonderful? Yes, it's beautiful. Yes, of course it is. But can love become, precisely in its power, so preoccupying, so all-consuming, that it can separate me from God's love? Sure, sure. Is love sometimes, precisely as a great power, responsible for some of the darkest expressions in human life? Yeah, anyone that's lived beyond the age of maybe 15 knows the dark power of this principality, the dark power of love. Out of unrequited love can come some of the worst violence, feelings of hatred and vengeance, from failed love. Yes, love is one of these powers and principalities that can separate us from God's love. Another one, power. 
power, how seductive it is, how much we human beings long for it, hanker after it. Is power a good thing? Sure. Properly exercised, it can accomplish great things. Technological power, political power, cultural power, yes, great things. And does power have a dark side? Absolutely. Anyone that lived through even part of the 20th century knows the dark side of power. People that lusted after power to such a degree that they wreaked havoc on the earth. Power, technological, political, and cultural that was misused in terrible ways. Power can separate us from God's love. It can fascinate us, overwhelm us. A third one that Paul Tillich mentions, knowledge. Ooh, knowledge, seductive, beautiful, wonderful, rich. I remember as a little kid in high school being drawn into this world of knowledge, how intoxicating it is. And does knowledge carry with it a dark side? Sure, sure. Knowledge that's abused. Knowledge that's used for nefarious ends. Again, look back at the 20th century. Lots of people misuse knowledge in terrible ways. Knowledge, too, is one of these powers and principalities, one of these seductive elements in the world that can draw us away from God's love. You know, to see illustrations of these, look to literature. You want to see the power of love, both positively and negatively? Read Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. These two kids, unable to handle the power of love, were overwhelmed by it, destroyed by it. Read Shakespeare's Macbeth or Shakespeare's Richard III to see the seductive and finally destructive power of this lust for power. Look at Goethe's Dr. Faustus if you want to see the negative side of the desire for knowledge. These are powers, principalities. What's Paul saying? No matter how powerful they are, no matter how influential they are, both in their beauty and in their ugliness, Christ has conquered these worldly powers. They need not preoccupy us. They need not overwhelm us. What's been revealed in the rising from the dead of Jesus Christ is something beyond any of these worldly powers and principalities. How about this now as he goes on? Neither present things nor future things can separate us from God's love. Can the present get in the way? Absolutely. When I'm so involved in the present moment, my family, the success of my job, my career, what preoccupies me immediately, that can so dominate my mind that I lose any sense of contact with God, a need for God, an awareness of God. I know lots of people that stop praying because they're so preoccupied with present things. How do I have time for prayer? That can separate us from God's love. But also, Paul says, future things. A preoccupation with the future. What's coming? The future as it frightens me? The terrible prospect of what might be. But also the future as it fascinates me. What might be? What I might do next? I know lots of people who are living in the future. That, too, with its fascination and its fear, can separate us from God's love. What's Paul saying? 
What's revealed in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is something that's beyond the present. It's beyond the future. It's beyond the fascination of both. It conquers both. How about this? Neither height nor depth. Can the heights separate us from God? Sure. When all's going well, when I'm on a high, when I'm popular and rich and famous, the whole world admires me. It's the heights. At those moments, I can be so puffed up. I can be so intoxicated. I lose sense of my need for God. Can the depths separate me from God? Of course they can. When I'm out of power, not wealthy, not popular, I've lost it. I've lost it. I'm down in the depths. I know lots of people in the course of my pastoral ministry who in the depths of their life lose contact with God. God's forgotten about me. God's abandoned me. What's Paul saying? Neither the height nor the depth can separate us from God's love. What's been revealed in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead is something which is greater than any height in this world, which is, in this sense, lower than any depth. Christ went all the way down to the deepest place. And therefore, neither the height nor the depth in this world can separate us from God's love. Reread this passage now sometime today. Reread this passage from the 8th chapter of Romans. Look how Paul describes for us everything in this world, good, bad, up, down, and everything in between, and how he is telling us that Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, is greater than any of them. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.